and welcome to another episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. Sally here as always and it is time for another hot tip episode of the pod. So for those of you who might be new to the podcast, these are fairly short episodes where I aim to pass on a bit of advice about a particular topic. And while I mention it, if you are new to the podcast, welcome I am very grateful you've stumbled across how to love the shit out of life. And I hope it's everything you are looking for in a podcast. To any returning listeners, thank you for being here with me again. As usual, you're absolute legends, the lot of you. Now, before I get started on the topic, a few things I like to remind you of. The podcast is available on multiple platforms, including Apple, Podbean, SoundCloud and Spotify. If you do like to listen to the podcast on Apple, please give us review five stars. You can also access all of the episodes via my website, www.howtolovetheshitoutoflife.com forward slash podcast. A couple of recent updates for the pod. So I recently launched a crowdfunding platform where if you wish to, you can make a financial contribution to support this fully independent podcast. So the link is available in the show notes on whichever platform you are listening to this on. So you can find it in the description of the episode. You can also find a link on my website. So again, in case you missed that earlier, www.howtolovetheshitoutoflife.com. Thank you in advance to anyone who does donate. You're an absolute doll and I'm very appreciative and some exciting things are coming for the podcast very soon as a result of some of this financial support. So thank you. Also available now is an email newsletter sign up on the website as well. You can find it at the bottom of the homepage. So this sign up will mean you receive regular email updates about the podcast. Uh, The first email update has gone out and these will go out every few weeks. I promise I will not spam you all. Now to today's episode I'm recording this a few days after what was coined Freedom Day here in New South Wales. Uh, It was more of a media beat up that term, but I guess it was used as a way to get people excited about coming out of strict lockdown here in New South Wales. So for those of you who aren't aware, maybe you're an international listener and you haven't been paying too much attention to the news here in Australia, or maybe you actually do live under a rock. Um, that might be a bit painful, but the state of New South Wales, almost all of it has been in lockdown since the end of June. Um, and we recently hit 70% fully vaccinated for the over 16s population across the state, which meant that we had a lot of, um, which meant that our restrictions were going to be lifted, uh, on a certain day after we reach 70%, which has happened. So October the 11th was what I referred to earlier as the Freedom Day when things were starting to lift. Um, so it's been a good vibe. I think across the state, a lot of people very excited to come out of lockdown. Obviously, we still have a lot of restrictions in place when we hit 80%, which it looks like we're doing over the coming days. We'll have more restrictions lifted And then ultimately on December 1st, um, so in about a month and a half, we will um, be pretty much out of lockdown. So it's exciting times for New South Wales. I know Victoria is getting close to coming out 
of strict lockdowns as well. So it's been a time. Uh, I really bloody hope this is the last time we ever have to be in lockdown. And I am hopeful we won't experience it again on the level that we have. So with that, I thought it would be good just to reflect on some lockdown lessons. So I'm going to be sharing some lessons from a few pals and people who follow the podcast that um, commented on a couple of posts I put up. So thank you in advance to everyone who passed on their lessons to me. And I'm also going to share uh, a few of my own lessons. So here it goes. From the masses. From the people. The people have spoken. Lauren. So she says there's so many things. It's like lockdown has stripped life back to basics. She had to move house, school three children and lost her job or lost work due to COVID. So she's found some comfort and safety in a few things. Routine has proven very important. Waking at the same time, exercising, eating proper regular meals, uh, all ground a sense of normality. Uh, Lauren has also said family. Having a family chat or video calls has been a lifeline as connection with the family fills my cup every time. Her faith, so daily prayer and devotions have a similar effect on a more intimate level. And of course, the internet. (laughs) In all its forms of communication, escapism, entertainment, information, music, sports, the lockdown blues are a real thing, but the best way through it is to know that we aren't alone and so many of us stay-at-home heroes. Uh, Also, our children are legends. Yes, they are. Not having their normal freedoms, they are custom to has been a huge learning curve for them and they just trust us and follow our lead my kids have surprised me and made me very proud lauren thank you for sharing that that is so beautiful so much in there all as equally important as the next so thank you for sharing that and i will just say again yes kids are bloody amazing good on you guys Uh, Next one, Joanne, same thing. Our children need more recognition for their resilience. I 100% agree with that. Routine, routine, routine. Yes, that word comes up a lot in this episode and it it comes up a lot in life and it's very important. Uh, And Joanne also says we have an amazing healthcare system and amazing healthcare workers. Yes, shout out to our frontline healthcare workers we owe you a lot um, and it's not over yet, obviously coming out of lockdown and the, the virus still being in the community. Um, there's still a lot of work to do and, and this will be ongoing for a long time. So I just want to give a little shout out to our amazing healthcare workers. You guys are just phenomenal. Thank you so much. Cassie, who is a previous guest of the podcast... Thanks, Cass. So she says the importance of changing or alternating spaces if you are working and studying from home. Yes, absolutely. So for a lot of people working from home, you know, it's kind of like a shock to the system when you first start because essentially your workspace is your home space and it's kind of integrating two parts of your life in one. So making sure you've got uh, differences in that where possible, I think is really important. Uh, Nicole, thank you, Nicole. Respect everyone, no matter their choice. Yes, this is important. Um, It's been tricky. This has been a little bit divisive at times, this situation, particularly here in New South Wales and Australia more broadly. And obviously when it comes to public health, um, you know, I have some strong feelings on that. But I do think that when we are having conversations, and this is just in general anyway, 
we should be respectful the way we speak and whether we're debating and whether we're having you know a, a discussion where there's two sides we should try to be as respectful as we can be so thank you for that nicole Beck, <laughs> never underestimate how easily a donut can cheer you up. Amen, sister. Hashtag send donuts. Look, I, I know you don't need them anymore. I'm not going to send them to you, okay? <laughs> Although we always need donuts, so maybe I should do that. Maybe you should send me some donuts, Beck. Come on. <laughs> okay, uh, B. Oh, B. For me, it has been all about the little slash simple things, just appreciating them. Could not have said it better myself. It's so important to appreciate the simple things. And I bang on about this a lot on the podcast. It was such a core part and theme of my book. And it's literally how I live my life because um, those big moments are great, but they only happen every so often. Those simple things, so important. So thank you, B. Matt, Matthew, he says, life is too short and he is learning to have gratitude for what he has and not worrying about what he doesn't. Amen to that, Matt. Seriously, so important. And I think having this time to sit back and just kind of do nothing in a way, um, it really makes you appreciative of, you know, the things that you have and, and what's already in your life as opposed to what's not. So thank you for that. Next one, Susan, my dear mate, Suze. She asked whether I'm referring to the pandemic or lockdown. So she's got a few points in here. And some of them, you know, they're not necessarily easy to hear there there's some hard truths but I I love that about Susan and I love that about this post so by and large one of the things that Susan has recognized in this situation and I have as well is that the respect level um for a lot of our elderly community here in Australia has been pretty piss poor um there's been a lot of narratives around you know, if someone gets COVID and they're older, well, they're old. And so, you know, that's just a given, um, you know, and if they die, they die. That's, that's kind of just part of life, the circle of life. Okay. I understand that to a degree. Yes. You know, people, if they've lived a full life and they do catch some sort of virus or disease and then their life ends, I guess that, you know, could be seen as, well, they have lived a full life. However, They are a person and they leave people behind who care and love them. And I think that the way some of the media and also people in general have spoken a bit about our elderly during this entire pandemic has been pretty rotten. So I'm really glad that Susan brought that up. Um, Susan also says the government is crucial. And yes, they are. She thanks Gladys Berejiklian, who is no longer our premier, Um, as of a few weeks ago. But thanks, Gladys, for putting in a fine for employers who were asking staff who could work from home to come into the office. I think that's a really good point. Um, Working from home is just a thing now that so many businesses have had to adapt to. And I think majority of businesses understand that and have gone with it. But you always hear little stories about some businesses just wanting to kind of, you know, push the button a little bit and get people in when it actually wasn't that safe to. So I think it was really good that the government were cracking down on that. I would agree with that, Susan. She also says life can be big or small, regardless if you are confined to your home or out and about. It's so true. Uh, And routine is important. That word again. So thank you, Susan. Uh, Jelaine, my dear friend, Jelaine, being kind is cool. Absolutely it is. So we all have our own opinions, thoughts, and feelings. That's what makes us unique. 
In a time where people are scared and stressed, remember that a little bit of kindness goes a long way. 100%. And I really hope that that kindness continues as we transition back into normal life. And, you know, it's been a few days now since, um, you know, we hit that 70% and we came out of some of the restrictions. I've observed some some kind behavior in my own way the last few days, which is good. And I really hope that it continues. So thank you for that, Jalene. Buck, my mate, Buck. The best way to escape lockdown and lockdown blues is to give blood. It is an essential service. You get to talk to people and you lose the sense of powerlessness that sometimes comes with waiting for the daily press conferences. That's great advice. And I also think that um, we all should be giving blood where we can. It's something that I have never done. I have spoken about doing it for a million bloody years. And I feel like I've seen a lot of people giving blood throughout this pandemic and it's really inspired me to do it myself. So I think that is something I'm going to take you up on. Buck, thank you. Shane Garvey, one of my uh, Instagram followers, she sent me a message um, in regards to her situation in lockdown and how her obsessive compulsive disorder really kind of hit its peak during the lockdown. Um, And after treatment, she's now feeling a lot better. She's now starting to overcome her fears and having a positive influence on the people around her. So thank you so much for sharing that with me, Shane Garvey. That is just beautiful. And you are awesome. She wrote that in a comment. I thought that was great. Uh, And the last one from the masses, uh, Amy, lockdown lesson, instant coffee just won't cut it when you have such few joys. So the need to splurge on a cafe made coffee every day just to make things a tad less miserable. Plus, she was supporting local business. Look, I'm not a coffee drinker much. Every now and then I will have a coffee. I don't understand the coffee addiction. I'm not addicted to it myself. However, obviously a lot of people are. And I have heard this of people that it's like that little treat they've had in lockdown. When they buy their coffee, it kind of feels like they're doing something a little different. And I guess putting money into the local economy, I think is always great. So thank you for that, Amy. And now that you're out of lockdown, I hope that um, your life is a tad less miserable. I'm sure it is. So um, thank you for that. Now, what have I learned in lockdown? Well, several things sprung to mind as I was coming up with the concept for this episode and thinking about what I wanted to talk about. I don't think I've learned anything too new about myself um, or life in general. I think mostly a lot of things that I've learned is are things that just need to be reinforced and they're things that we should be doing anyway, but because we're in a lockdown situation or we were, they're kind of forced upon you and you really just can't avoid them. So I think one of them was, was being okay or more okay with doing nothing And this idea that we always have to be doing something, we always have to be busy, we're so productive, I'm doing this, I'm going here, I'm doing that. It's this very toxic thing that has crept into society and we see it so much on social media where people are just constantly doing things and obviously putting those things up on their social accounts. And so it's like if you're just sitting down doing nothing, watching those things, 
you can start to feel like you're missing out or you're not being productive enough or whatever that feeling, but it's just this weird expectation that we're always busy and we're always productive. And I think in lockdown, I really, there were a few moments um, probably after the first few weeks where I just wasn't doing too much. And I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm okay with it. And I've become okay with it. And I'll be honest, these first few days out of the strict lockdown for myself, I haven't done too much at all. I really haven't. And I've done that deliberately. I didn't do too much last weekend, the last week weekend in lockdown, and it was on purpose. So I think that that's something that I'm hoping to carry a bit more with me in my life and definitely something for the short term in terms of the, the months coming up, because obviously this is a, you know, a busy time of the year, summer's upon us. The holiday season, it always gets a little crazy. So I'm hoping that I can adopt some of that mentality about being okay with not doing much throughout this really hectic period. The other main lesson, I think my mind has cleared a lot. I think just having to sit down with my thoughts, my feelings, I've I've definitely developed more clarity around certain things that I want to do and want to achieve Um, I'm not sure whether it is directly because of being in lockdown, but I do feel like because we um, have that more free time on our hands during a lockdown, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence. It's given me that space to really think about certain things and I hope put things in place and, and so just be a bit more clearer on, I guess, the direction I want to go in, in my life. So they're probably the two main ones. Um, The other one is uh, a little bit of a silly one, but also that, you know, you don't have to have your eyebrows looking on on fleek every week. (laughs) Your eyebrows are going to get a bit out of control, Sally, and they did. And now that you've had them done, it's one of the one things I've done this week post restrictions. I'm feeling much better about myself. However, I think... There's a lot of discussion around not being able to get your hair cut, your nails done, your waxes, all that stuff. And like, yeah, they're the things that sometimes they can really pick you up and just make you feel better. But it's okay if you let them go for a little while. And when you're forced to, you you really don't have a choice. So I think just letting go a little bit of some of those um, hangups around appearance and things like that, I've definitely learned to just roll with the punches on that. So... Um, But yeah, also really glad that my eyebrows look great. Thank you for asking. So that's it. The hot tip was a little bit longer today than what it normally is. Um, But that's okay because I think lockdown went on a little bit longer than what we thought. So here we are. I do just want to say I think the best thing about all these lessons that I've covered today is that they are applicable to our lives regardless of the situation we are in, lockdown or no lockdown. And I guess the tricky part, as I've already uh, touched on, is we still need to apply these things to our life once we are out of lockdown. And that's the balance that we have to find. While a lot of us won't have as much free time once lockdown ends, I think it's important to try and continue that balance and use some of what we've learned during this period to continue to better ourselves in the real world, so to speak. So thank you, as always, for listening. It's been a bloody delight. And thank you for allowing me to share these lessons with you. And to anyone listening who has just come out of lockdown, I want to say, we did it, baby. (laughs) To those who will soon be out of lockdown, 
Hang in there, please. You can absolutely do this. I am very hopeful for better days ahead for all of us. Thank you.